Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk about everything animation here, including Big Mouth, I guess, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Sam Quacho, and today I'm joined by Alex Bonilla. Hola. And Michelle Anderer. Hello. And like I said, we're going to be discussing Big Mouth, specifically the Valentine's Day special, My Furry Valentine, which came out on February 8th, which is not Valentine's Day, if you haven't noticed. But before we get into that, you can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. So guys, Big Mouth. Yep. It's a show. Yeah. Uh, I know that we're all at varying levels of watching Big Mouth. Alex, why don't you explain your relationship Okay, um, well, uh, also just uh, uh, not to take away from your job, but also briefly, this is an explicit podcast. Uh, Come on, It's a cursing very quickly. (laughs) So we we can swear, is what you're saying. We can swear, yeah. Yes! With that out of the way, I watched half the first season. I said, why am I wasting my fucking time with this? And so I dropped it because it was awful and I hated it and it's, terrible and so i i jump in because this is a special episode and i'm glad to see that big mouth has not changed in the slightest so it's mostly <laughs> because i asked both of them <laughs> yeah to do yeah, this. yeah but, but that, that's my experience with big mouth i've I, before this i'd watched like five or six episodes of the first season i was just like i just can't get into it so that, that's my experience michelle how about you um, so I don't even remember how long it's been since the show first aired, but I, I just, I remember the first promo and, and all I remember was like, everyone looks really ugly. Why is sex such a huge part of this show? And also why is everyone so ugly? <laughs> um, so I was, I just, based on that one promo and it's a pretty short promo, like some kids at a sleepover and this like creepy furry things talking to him. And telling him he should masturbate, thinking about someone. I don't. I don't know. Oh, Which yeah. is like fine. But I was just like, if this is the whole slant of the show, then all right. I'm not a little teenage boy, so I don't think this is really for me. I'm not really inclined to watch it further. I will say, having seen this, it was actually better than I thought. Oh, but wow. it's still not my favorite thing. I thought, but you were yeah. Like- I, it's it's actually like better than I expected. <laughs> I thought that you were gonna like yell at me, like Sam. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Why'd you make me watch this? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think honestly, like Family Guy is so much worse than oh, this, yeah. and South Park is way worse than this. And I watched the shit out of both those shows as a kid, so this is definitely not on that level. I yeah, I would say it is a step up from both of those. So, my relationship with the Big Mouth. Uh, so, I saw the first promo when it was a thing back like two or so years ago. I was like, oh yeah, a show that talks about like periods and stuff. That'll be cool. And I watched the first season, and I hated it. I don't, it, it was like, it was bad. And then the second season came out uh, last year, and I was like, well, might as well stick it with it. And I did. <laughs> Um, I will say that the second season was better than the first. And My Furry Valentine, the special, it's it's pretty okay, IMO. Mm. 
it's pretty alright. Uh, there are a lot of things I personally didn't like that we'll get into. It was fine. What do you guys think of mm-hmm. the special itself? Um, I- I'll say this. I-, I know what they're going for. Like, I, I guess you... I guess the overarching theme of this thing is like varying levels of masculinity because you got the uh, at Nick is it he's dealing with like hey I have a feminine side that's not right as a guy and then like learning to deal with that and then you have the other kid um what's his name Andrew uh, Andrew oh yeah, the and awful the most yeah, awful and, uh, boy yeah and the, on that side you have the toxic masculinity side of hey I deserve I'm a nice guy I deserve the girl thing and how that should be viewed as humiliating so like I get the themes they're going for and I I mean I guess they pass all right but it's just that my issue is just with the show in general of like the designs are off-putting the the sexual jokes are just a, a, a mile a minute and uh, after some point you just get inured to them they stop being funny for the for the shock value that they're trying to do there's like uh, like there are moments that i'm, I'm like oh, okay this is kind of cool and like uh, or, or not cool but like it's at least it's fun um there's like one or two characters that are like hey i, I would be i would be willing to see more of them but i don't know it's just it, this does feel like the kind of show that is tr- trying to throw as many jokes as possible onto the wall and seeing what sticks and at least to me uh, this is a very sticky show let's let's not use words here very but, sticky yeah, but uh, but at least to me, not many of the jokes stuck in terms of being funny, just in terms of being, eh. So, I, I think that pro- probably if I compare to this to the season one episodes I watched, maybe on the whole, it's of better quality, but it's still just not the, it's not the, the, the kind of show I'm interested in watching on a long term. I think in general, uh, with, within... I mean, I know we're an animation podcast, so like we should be supporting animation. But I get the sense that going for the full set farce with animation is just too much of a temptation for people, where they want to stick penises and stuff and make uh, like Sausage Party is the other movie that comes <laughs> an example of just like going all in. Like if you're doing sexual jokes, you got to go all in with the animation, like make pe- things that look like penises and make donuts that look like vaginas and make walking talking the the hormone monsters and it's just uh, I, I don't know for for me at least that doesn't land all because it just it feels like the lowest denominator humor just like it because you have animation you have to do it this like you have to take advantage of it like this and I, I I don't I don't get much out of it. It just feels like too absurd for me. But there's a large portion of the human population that enjoys Big Mouth and shows and shows and media like this. So hats off to them for like finding their show. It's just it's the, this entire special is just kind of the same kind of feeling that I got with Big Mouth season one. Hmm. Yeah, I the popularity of Big Mouth is kind of baffling to me, especially with like people I respect and stuff. <laughs> um, Why? What is the show like? It's is look it at like this? Well, you, you watch the special. It's pretty much that. Yeah, it's pretty much the special. Okay. Um, you know, just like a lot of raunchiness and a lot of like really not good fourth wall breaking jokes. Uh, you know, kids having sex with pillows and just stuff happening. And I just don't 
get exactly what the appeal is to the layperson of the show. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know I've why seen... why somebody in their 30s would want to watch this. I guess, like, oh yeah, I went through puberty. I can relate to that. Blah, blah, blah. I also went through puberty, but, like, it's it, it just feels like a dissonance between me and the show half the time. Well, yeah, I've seen people defend it that way. Like, it's a hashtag relatable. Like, it's a th- these are common feelings that I had in middle school sort of thing. And while I get that on the overall sense, but at the same time, it feels very um, superficial at times. Like, oh, we cr- cringe. Isn't that great? But, uh, yeah. Sensitive nipples. That's what everybody... I actually really related to that. <laughs> that was the thing in puberty. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with with me? Um, yeah. And I was never given an explanation that it was normal, but it, eventually it just worked itself out. But I, I liked that detail. My nipples were also very sensitive. Yeah. In middle school. It was I didn't know I didn't realize that you could put aloe vera and a cold. I didn't know on. that either. Yeah. <laughs> I just put on like lotion and hope that they would be okay and I don't know. Anyway, let's get into the special itself. <laughs> so, well, wait, wait, did we get Michelle's opinion? Sorry, I missed that. Michelle, do you have opinions about the Big Mouth? I mean, I've only seen this special, and it was it was better than I thought. My expectations were like on the floor, though they were really low. Um, I think the thing that kind of made it a little easier to watch for me is like I was afraid every kid in the show is going to be like the biggest douchebag kid ever and really only Andrew was that kid there's every, every, all the boy characters kind of they have very different monsters and approaches to their what they want and who they are and that was nice so there wasn't like as much pressure for everyone to be the worst it definitely like there was some girl hormone and puberty stuff but it not nearly as much as for the boys so obviously that's like the target audience for this um but i mean I just expected the humor to be so mean and so shitty and so sexist that, like, that's a big part of why I enjoyed it more. Because, <laughs> like, that's what I was, like, preparing myself mentally for the whole time. And I don't think it was quite that bad. Like, I really liked the bisexual kid who has sex with all the pillows and is, like, equally determined to have sex with, like, ladies and men. Um... And pleasure them both in different ways. And he has this line of how he, like, like, like they're both so satisfying in different ways. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, he seems like a chill kid. Like, he definitely thinks a lot of himself, but he's also a teenager. And is horny as fuck, so that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Would, yeah. Would you believe that his subplot up until last season, he was fucking his pillow and he had a baby with it? Oh, he was that kid. Yeah. Well, I guess he's the only one who goes around pillows so far that we've seen. Wow. Well, that's pretty. That's. I don't know about. Is he a good father? So actually, it turns out the pillow kid was his brother's, because the brother was also oh, the pillow. Okay. Um, but if, I think the the lady pillow and the kid just like went off, and then we get Natasha Leone pillow that we see today. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. I didn't know that. That's. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's information. Thanks, Sam. I You're... didn't know Natasha Leon voiced that pillow. No, yeah, I, no, I, I had no weird idea. feelings. I, I saw her in the credits and I was like, huh, I wonder wow. who she voices. And then you know, I, I rewatched it so I could write an outline. And it was her. And I was like, wow, Natasha. She's been around. She's, She's having a, a very <laughs> big so... month. A, a big yeah. past 30 days for her. She could do better than Big Mouth, but whatever. Anywho. Uh, so the special itself, let's just get into it, get into all the subplots and the plots and the things that happen in it. So basically the main storyline is a big When Harry Met Sally homage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the interviews happening throughout the special, there's the beginning scene with Nick and Connie, Connie being his hormone monster, because... You know, last season things happen. Blah blah blah. Kids have hormone monsters. That's a thing in the show, uh, and it plays on the whole. Uh, you know, men and women can't be friends with a boy can't have a girl hormone monster, and it's a whole thing. And there was the famous fake orgasm scene, and blah blah blah. What do you guys think about this? Bad. Bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Explain. I, 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 I hate the fake orgasm scene. Like even in the, I've, I mean, I haven't actually watched all of When Harry Met Sally, but I watched the the, the fake orgasm scene in that movie, and I'm not impressed by it. It probably it might work better in context. I don't know, but like here, it just feels like a very one to one parody, and so it's not funny. Like there's yeah. no ang- there's no angle there. It's just copying the scene. So, like, eh. I, I I guess I enjoy the mockumentary formatting to like. Give, I think that kind of fourth wall break works for the show. So, like it, it's not as absurd as some of the other stuff that happens. So like that, that them being interviewed with their hormone monsters, like that's a a fine yeah out of weight method. And there's some uh, funny things that come get out of that. But uh, is there yeah? But the the oh, I, I think so. <laughs> if if I think hard enough, there'll be some. I like I like the the, the gay kids uh, anecdotes and the hormone monsters banter, but. Um, but yeah, just the overall usage of Harry Met Sally in this thing just doesn't work for me. Michelle, what do you think? Have you ever seen ca- that movie? Yeah, I've seen it tw- twice now. Um, I I, I kind of liked it because it. I, I wasn't sure the hormone monsters were hormone monsters at first, but it does kind of set a frame for it. Like, this is how we found each other. So kids can have different hormone monsters? How does yeah. that work? You, um, like, try one on for size, like a car, and then you can replace it as you grow up and no. your needs change? It's basically, like, you get assigned one, but in okay. um, Nick Big Mouth's case... Uh, he has had, like, two, and he didn't like either of them, so he went to, like, the Department of Hormone Monsters, because that's a thing. And then, you know, blah, 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 things happen, whatever. Then, eventually, Connie gets assigned to him, and that's where we end up. Okay. So that's a special case. Usually, yeah. you just get one. Yeah. And, usually, and they're with you for life? Yeah, pretty much. Um, until, like, you don't need them anymore. They're, like, fairly odd parents. Oh, they so they guide you through your yeah. sexual confusion. Okay. When do, when does puberty yeah. end? Um, that's a good question. When does it end? I feel like puberty and sexual maturity are two different things too, though. 
So uh, I feel like they've positioned them as puberty monsters as opposed. Well, I mean, they, they call them hormone monsters, but I get the sense that they're only for the puberty stuff and not really for maturity. But well, yeah. you know that character, Coach Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he had his hormone monster until like last season when he had sex for the first time. Oh. So oh, it, okay. it, it might be like a sexual, like oh, once you lose your virginity, no more hormone monster. I don't know. It's kind of fast and loose with the rules here with that. Yeah, because yeah. It, okay. is it right to call sexual maturity just as soon as you've first had sex? Yeah, because like sense the either. first time's like nothing. I mean, it's not like you're an expert. So why wouldn't they stick around? I guess it, so. It, it might just depend on the person, right? Yeah. Maybe it depends on when the monster gets bored. <laughs> they just leave. Yeah. So they're not like genies. They can leave when they want to. Uh, I mean, I, I was unaware there was a department until you mentioned this, Sam. So I guess that means they have bosses. Do they have bosses? If I recall correctly, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I think this is a good standalone episode to gather the general <laughs> gist from. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to think about all the hormone monster backstory. Whatever it may if, be. If we cared enough, we would watch season two. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, ugh, you don't really want to, honestly. Anyway, so it's Valentine's Day, and everybody's got some different things happening. There's, like, quite a few subplots happening at the same time. Uh, we're just gonna go down the list I made of them with the different characters and just do that. So, Nick. Nick Big Mouth. He is Nick Kroll, the creator. Basically, his whole thing, you know, he has Connie as a hormone monster now, and he's like, oh, I can't have a girl hormone monster, I'm a guy. And... Apparently, she makes his nipple sensitive. It makes him really emotionally sensitive. Um, how did you guys feel about that whole thing? You know, like, oh, I can't have a girl hormone monster, and also my nipples are sensitive, and I don't know what's going on, and everybody's making fun of my tits. Um... <laughs> I'll, I'll say that it it comes off at least for me it comes off the worst when you're they're in the pharmacy and then like the kids are beginning to flick yeah, his nipples that and was very uncomfortable he, yeah he's like crying like eh, don't hurt me but like it's it feels like it's making fun of the fact that he's a little more feminine in that scene especially so like that part didn't come off very well uh, I think the overall message is fine enough that like hey like by the time the episode ends he he makes up with Connie. It's like I'll take you back. I'll I'm fine working through this with you. So it's like I get I get the overall message of it of you know accepting your, uh, a feminine side if that that's what comes up in you. But uh, but there are moments in the in the thing that seem to undermine that message on, uh, on the way there. Michelle, what do you think? I mean, I think Alex's assessment is fair. I I do kind of so Nick's the main character. Yeah, he is of yeah. the show. Yeah. Well, that makes me a little happier that he he does have a, a lady hormone monster. If Nick's a more sensitive kid, I again like I just like that he he's a little different from some of the other boys we're seeing, and this idea that like. If you have certain genitalia, your hormones are going to make you be this kind of person. Like, clearly, it's a way bigger spectrum than that. And Nick's a really good case for, well, what if you do have, like, 
more female hormones than the average male. What was that going to do to you? And it's totally fine. Just accept it. I I think that's kind of nice. Even though, yeah, he <laughs> it is a struggle for him. And like, also, he, so he's probably like what thirteen, twelve, or thirteen yeah, at this point. Yeah. Like, that's a big. I think for everyone, that's a stage where like things are changing, and sometimes things change for certain people one way and not for you ever or at least you have to wait until it's like your turn for it to happen and it's this big awkward terrible mystery time and to be the only boy to have sensitive nipples like i i can see how that that would cause like extra stress like it's already hard enough going through puberty and to have something that's not considered a normal trait for you know boys your age that just like adds to everything being terrible all the time. But it, it, it is a good step that he went back to Connie. Um, the weird, like, wait, was Nick the one that she kept saying he, like, wanted to have sex with his parents yeah, all the time? Yeah, she was saying I, that he okay. had, like, an Oedipal complex. I, like, wasn't a super fan of that, because I wasn't getting any vibes from him that that was even the case. And even if it was, like, I hope he could just find some pillows, like, the kid and get out of his system. <laughs> But, so I wasn't, like, a huge fan of that, but, like, I, of all the monsters, I like Connie the most, and I don't even know her very well, and you know, I, I just, you know, yeah, sometimes you do get sensitive nips, and it sucks for a while, but doesn't mean that defines you, and I think Nick's slowly learning that. Yeah, so I It's like gonna that. be okay, yeah. That was a good, good reflection on that, Michelle. Alex, do you want to say something? Oh, well, I was going to say, in terms of praise for this episode, uh, Connie is the best. Like, uh, Maya yeah. Rudolph gives a very strong performance of her. I think she's got a lot of good one-liners. Um, her performance of Changes in the, sec- in the second half of the episode is the one good musical. Well, no, maybe. I-, I guess there's, like, another good <laughs> musical number. But her performance of Changes is really good. So I, I was impressed by that by the singing, and it came at a nice moment in the episode. So, yeah, Connie is, is great, and one of the few characters that stand out uh, I, I was gonna express my annoyance that it had to be connie because there are a lot of other cool connies in animation but i, I think she's earned it she, with this episode she's earned the name so good 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 for her there can be more than one cool connie we've learned yeah now there's like so three of us are connie we can be fine with that that's the real rule <laughs> so i think the thing about nick's little subplot that I, I felt it was sort of like the breaking away from your parents sort of storyline. Uh, maybe it's just because personally I'm the youngest. Um, but, you know, you spend however long just being babied by your parents and he goes out to like Valentine's dinner with them every year, always gets his mom a card and it's very sweet and lovely. But it gets to a point where you feel like obligated to do that stuff when you just want to be your own person. And mm-hmm. I, I really like that. And I liked how... There was, like, a balance between him and his siblings feeling like, well, our parents are really overbearing, and they're really kind of weird, but, you know, we still love them. And the parents are like, well, my kids turn into assholes, but we still love them anyway. I thought that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's relatable. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's something, if I could say one good thing about Big Mouth, that's something that it really excels at when it gets to really heartfelt life lessons about, you know... <clears throat> common feelings that people have that aren't just specific to 
getting boners or having sex right. with nipples or whatever. Yeah, so it, it, it'd be great if, if if it wasn't all sexual jokes and we could get, you know, meaningful relationships every once in a while. Like, there, are, there's another subplot here that focuses on a non-sexual thing that's also pretty great. So we'll, yeah. we'll get But we're going to talk about Andrew now. <laughs> no! Hola. Yeah. Oh, boy. Andrew, John Mulaney, uh, he's kind of a little asshole. Has, has has he developed into an asshole, or is this new? He is, actively. Well, oh, yeah. in, th- in this episode, he is, but I'm wondering, because in season one, he's, like, a very, like, nerdy yeah. kid who has no confidence whatsoever. So, like, has he developed into this? Is this a new phase for him? What's going on? I think it's just a new phase, because if I recall, the second season, he gets, like, really shamed, like, ashamed by, like, his actions and, like, masturbating at un inappropriate times yada 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 and like he ends up in a good place but him and missy aren't together and he wants to get with her so he's just trying to be like i don't want to get with missy how am i gonna do that and you know as we see in this episode it turns into him pretending to be aloof wearing like a kangle hat being like hey it's your move baby whatever and uh eventually morphs into you know missy not really feeling that way about him not really responding to it and he just goes off the deep end gets really uh mean and kind of abusive and we see throughout the episode this mirrors his father's actions towards his mother and that sort of turning into your parents thing taken up to the extreme I thought that was like an interesting thing that was going on. Like that's a fear that I think a lot of people have turning into your parents. Um, not necessarily a fan of turning into a really abusive person who punches mailboxes and rips children out of their wheelchairs. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a thing that happens. Uh, I think the show does a good job of portraying his actions as deplorable, and uh, and people should should mock and uh, humiliate these kind of people who act this way towards women. So I, I think the show does that. Um, I, I I think a bit because with the hormone monsters, the idea is that they're kind of impulse impelling the children to as they're going through puberty to make rash decisions, right? But it's interesting in this plot line, you have the hormone monster agreeing to a point with Andrew's stuff, but like once he gets us to like, uh, hey, that guy can't even walk, like I'm gonna take him out of the chair. So like the hormone monster even there is like, hey, wait, this is wrong, and like he keeps going to, uh, towards it. So like that kind of cements his assholery as not being just based off of the puberty, but just him being an asshole. <laughs> so like uh, I find that an interesting decision that we're not, that uh, we at least make the point that you can't blame all bad behavior on just the the these puberty monsters roaming around, but that there you you can have d- deeper assholeish behavior that you need to remedy within yourself. So I I, I guess in in terms of a message, I think that works. Uh, it's it's not fun to watch because I was like it, seeing somebody like just like throwing dollars at a girl like it's, it's just very upsetting. Yeah. So like. N- but I, I think if, if their intent is to, like, expose this kind of behavior as terrible and that you shouldn't be thinking this way, then I guess they succeeded. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that the show does do a good job at sort of 
saying, hey, this is kind of fucked up. Don't do this, kids. Go to therapy. Or else you'll get put on blast on the social medias. Michelle. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I'm still thinking about next relationship with his parents. <laughs> it's a lot no, more interesting. No, yeah, I try to like mentally block out everything concerning Andrew. It's I just do. so awful. That's okay. I think one of the things that's really relatable about that dynamic is like when... When, I feel like for a lot of people, when they're kids and they reach a certain age, they start really craving autonomy because, like, they're by, – by your teens, like, even your early teens, like, you, you're pretty savvy. Like, you don't know how to do everything, but you know how to do a lot more than you could five years ago. And I think one of the issues with, like, Nick and his parents is that, you know, parents, to them, like, oh, 10 years, that's, like, a blink of an eye, because, like, they've lived so much longer. And to them, like, especially for the baby, the the last child, I feel like they really do want to, like, have that same relationship with their kids as long as possible, because once it's over, it's over, and they know that, so they might cling a little more. I feel like for a lot of teenagers, like, that just makes them want to push away even more or get like even more frustrated about the lack of autonomy they still don't like don't have. And so like that kind of idea of like, yeah, like my parents love me, but they like really piss me off and stress me out sometimes. And the parents flip side of like, yeah, I love my kid, but like now he's an asshole. Like that's so relatable because that's like how kids and parents feel like the parents don't want to let go and the kids want to like push them away harder than ever. Because it's like it's hard. It's hard on both ends, but it's probably harder, honestly, for the kids. So I don't know. I just I think yeah. Like looking back, like that that's pretty relatable too. I feel like a lot of us have been there to some extent. Yeah, we're just finding all the all the diamonds in this Valentine's Day bouquet. Of <laughs> yeah, man. Dildos. Now, now look, see that that part is fine, right? But then they cut to the gag of everyone else saying "fuck you" to Valentine's Day, and it's not as funny because yeah. it's like, hey, like conjoined twins, we don't want to be together. And the waiter's like, yeah, I spit in your food. Like the most common jokes possible. It's like, no, like uh, you were you were being earnest like a minute ago, and then you just like switch, uh, like swivel over to these like terrible jokes on uh, just, like lighten the mood but you were you were doing just fine like a second ago (laughs) yeah it's 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 that kind of dynamic with big mouth that bothers me a little bit that like there there are moments that we're highlighting here but then it's like pack it's like sandwiched in between stuff that is not that funny it's like if you had a sandwich with like you know all your favorite ingredients but then somebody just puts like raisins in it (laughs) <laughs> oh, the biggest insult to anything. Raisins. I like raisins. Yeah. Oh, I but, hate but, them. But do you like raisins and sandwiches? It's an interesting thing to uh, think. Yeah. I don't know. I had never had raisins in a sandwich. Is that a thing that can go inside of a sandwich? It's like a, if you'd like turn the salad into a sandwich. Do raisins go yeah. into a salad? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, raisins and craisins also. Well, craisins, big... yeah, but raisins? Are yeah, craisins man. different from raisins? Yeah, the cranberry raisins. Cranberries. That's why they're uh. craisins. <laughs> they're better than raisins. Yeah. I'll say that for them. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of cranberries. Anyway. <laughs> so, so that on. was Andrew's storyline. Yeah, Andrew's right? storyline. Raisins. Uh, so moving on. Um, we have Jesse, who is the token chick. Other than Missy, of course. But Jesse has more of 
plot stuff happening. So basically, her whole deal throughout the last couple of seasons, her mom and dad got divorced, uh, her mom started seeing Cantor Dina, and Jessie isn't really having a fun time about it, because she's like, why is my mom not in love with my dad anymore? Oh, I got okay. teen angst. Ah! Um... And basically the way how her storyline culminates, she hangs out with Matthew, the gay kid, they have a fun time, they sing a song together, it's cool, and eventually Matthew says, hey, you know, everybody deserves love, including your mom, and, you know, Jesse was like, oh yeah, that's, that's true, <laughs> that's very true. They had the know. best Valentine's Day, I think, the least drama that directly hurt them out of anyone, I feel. Yeah, they had a very minimal storyline, both of them, but I think it worked. Like, they got every- a well, out of it, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that Matthew's storyline is substantial, and Jesse ends up being just, like, the the the, the helper in his storyline rather than Jesse having much of her own story, which huh. is kind of a problem. I was going to ask, is Jesse actively horny in the show itself. Not really, no. She's because more just both like Jesse and Missy don't seem to have much of a sex drive and I have a lot of questions about that. They talked about periods like once for a hot second and that was it. So Jesse is playing more to like oh, I have like bad girl tendencies. I'm going to steal and like yell at my mom sort of okay. angle. And then Missy does like to jack off a lot. She was Humping the globe. Really? Worm. Yeah. Oh, wow. She likes to fantasize about Nathan Fillion. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So, so there is like a little bit of that stuff going on there with both of them, but it's very not as much as the boys' stuff. I would say like nobody's humping pillows. Well, I guess a glowworm is a pillow a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> <Okay>. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh, Alex, why do you think that Matthew's storyline was more substantial rather than Jesse's? Explain. Well, well, well I, I think that Matthew is the, his whole thing is, hey, I'm gay and I don't know another gay person, so well, what am I supposed to do for Valentine's Day? He he finds solace in in Jesse since they both like to be snarky and they both uh, they're both alone on Valentine's Day, and so they get rep- uh, companionship through that. And that uh, he's the one who, like, gives, like, hey, everyone deserves love because he can be from that perspective where, like, everyone on the spectrum, including me, should have the opportunity. And so that that is the wise advice he he gives Jesse. And then we continue his storyline with, like, him in the pharmacy and, like, finding another guy to finally uh, be able to st- potentially start something in the future with so like he actually has a full story arc whereas like jesse kind of just shows up in the middle he he she is a a, a party to matthew's storyline but it just kind of ends with like uh, jesse saying yeah mom do what you want cool and that that's that's kind of it you know so like i just feel like this episode kind of pushes jesse to the side a little a little bit she doesn't have much of a story and it's like this is the best way they figured they could fit her in it's like attaching her to the other person who's currently alone Hmm. that's very interesting alex i like that perspective good job a plus (laughs) a plus for perspective yeah i mean i can like you know relate to matthew's storyline obviously uh not not like one to one, but being like, oh yeah, there's no other, no other gays around, and you know it's sad. But then you find gay people, and it's all right. But yeah, I I I really jived a lot with the message of everybody deserves love, 
Because that's how I've been yeah. feeling lately. Like, you know, no matter who you are, if you're a big, terrifying, headed cartoon character, or a human <laughs> being. <laughs> Dang, Sam. Yeah, I mean, the, the character designs are terrifying. Let's just they are really scary. <laughs> get that out of the way. You know, Michelle, do you have any thoughts? About the characters. No, about, about like all the about story either Jesse stuff. or Matthew here. I mean, I, I thought Matthew was fun. Jesse, she seemed like the most prominent girl, and that's kind of the only real feel I got for her in the entirety of this special. So, yeah, she felt like you know the Wendy of the show. The Wendy, who is Wendy? Wendy from South Park. You know, like oh. Wendy, She's, like, the main girl, but she's always, like, kind of to the yeah. side. And she might have some, you know, little strugs, but she's never going to be a main point of anything substantial for an episode. And again, I was thinking the show. Maybe there are really compelling Jesse episodes, but from the special alone, that's kind of the vibe she gave me. Um... Which is, like, not terrible, but, like, I just, it means I don't really know who she is. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, like her whole thing throughout the show like i said it's kind of like being rare and eventually she gets like depression and stuff and it's very very sad and, okay uh, Is, isn't the depression monster like a cat yes yeah, the depression kitty oh that's the best one if you had to have one i'm glad it's a cat <laughs> yes um <laughs> so our last main character that has a substantial storyline is Jay, who we talked about a little bit earlier. But basically, his whole thing—he's by, he's fucking pillows. I kind of like him. Uh, d- like d- defend, him. defend yourself. Why? He's great. He's okay. Jay's not hurting anyone. He's fucking pillows that are both very enthusiastic with being fucked. They fight for his attention. They like him that much. He's also doing it to be the best lover he can possibly be for his future partners. And he likes both genders. Like, it seems like he likes both genders equally from what I've seen in terms of his pillows. And that's all very positive to me. Like, he's not hurting anyone. He's he's trying to learn. He's getting better. He's, he's dealing with actual boundaries and taking a step back from this thing that he clearly loves and he's he's taking a break from sex and he turns down a new pillow at the party which i think like for hi- for his age like is amazing that he has that kind of self-control so like there's nothing wrong with jay like he's not a douche to anyone he's just doing his own thing and he's trying to be a better person for himself i think that's great what's wrong with them nothing he's best character besides <laughs> uh, well, that's like I feel like your perspective would change if you watched the series. Oh, really? Okay, so he isn't, like, a douchebag to, like, his lovers or whatever, for the most part. Um, but he he is, like, the stereotypical, like, hey, I'm douchey and, like, my dad owns a thing and I blah, 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 blah. I don't know. He's, oh, he's trying to seduce people that way? Not really. He just likes to brag about himself and his life and how he's a magician. And <laughs> yeah, that was that threw me off when he disappeared. The two pills. I'm like, wait, what? He knows magic. He does do magic. Okay. He has start. magic fingers. That's for sure. Uh... <laughs> I was a little 
confused, like, when he was doing the, like, the imagination of, like, I'm, like, so good at sex, and he's doing the obstacle course. That, that gets, was terrible. Yeah, when when he's, like, doing both at once, I was like, wait, what? why are you going inside of the vagina? Like, the clitoris is up there. What are you doing? He why is, like, 12. Of it? Yeah. I don't know if he knows what a clit is. I mean, or the internet, though. Does a pillow have a clitoris? I don't know, because it's a pillow. Well, like, there, there's a comment in there that is, like, are, I think he's talking to the coach, or he's like, are we both in relationships with inanimate objects to avoid the true issues in life? So maybe that's part of it. Like, because he's fucking maybe, a pillow, yeah. he doesn't need to worry about where the clitoris is. It's just like, okay, let's just pump and dump, and there we go. <laughs> what? That, 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 that's, it works for the life. pillow. Alex, yeah. that was. <laughs> but, and uh, uh, let me just say, like, uh, I'm, I'm marred by the J plotline because, like, it opens with that dumb skit of the ultimate fuck machine ninja warrior obstacle course. He's like using pegs shaped like penises to climb up a wall, and I'm like, yeah, I want to die. Like at this point, it's like too much, like stuff going on that uh, that was the first part of the episode where i was like why am i watching this because so it, and it, it didn't really get better from there so i, I just I, i'm sure jay is a, on this grand scale of big mouth characters in this episode i guess jay is fine but i his pillow fucking does nothing for me that's wow. fair strong words not for everyone probably not for a lot of things that aren't pillows Honestly, uh, just... the, the the whole thing of like, hey, I'm gonna do a fancy dinner with you. Oh, but I gotta go exercise with him. Da, 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 da. Like, uh, it's a classic. It's a boring trope. It you is. <laughs> it is a boring trope, but you know, it's a Valentine's Day special, so they had to do it. Well, doesn't there something at the beginning where it's like, ew, Valentine's cliches, but they end up doing cliches anyyways. So. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Valentine's Day is the best holiday. Oh, how did you feel about that song that's like, fuck Valentine's Day? Um, um, I'm intrigued in your thoughts. Well, okay, so full disclosure, everybody. Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. It always has been. Always will be. Uh, and everybody who I tell, talk to about it is like, ew, why do you like Valentine's Day? It's just like, you know, you have to be in a relationship, and it's like... A, no, a you don't! Holiday. Valentine's Day is for everyone! I know, and like, everybody's like, ew, why do you like it? And I'm like, I just like love, bitch! Like, come on! <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, seeing love and feeling love in my heart, and Valentine's Day is the one day a year I just feel it. So, fuck you. Anyway... Valentine's Day, it's nice. But there's this song that's like, "Hey, Valentine's Day sucks. It's a day of pressure." Ah! And like, I, the song is terrible. Is it the beginning the way, but... song that you're talking about? Yeah, it's the first song where yeah. like they're all going to their school or whatever. Oh, this is a uh, partial musical, by the way, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And somehow, two two out of the three musical numbers are okay. Like that was actually a bit of a surprise. But the beginning one was just like Valentine's Day is awful. Yeah. Things. Anyhow. <laughs> so, a couple other things happen to a couple other characters throughout this special that aren't super duper notable, but we'll talk about them anyway. So, Coach Steve, he's a guy. He falls in love with a box thing. 
That was Wait, I don't remember that at all. No, you don't remember Coach C falling in love with uh, Reese's Wetherspoons? Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, okay. There are a lot of different people in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Co- so Co- Coach Steve is still stupid character. Yeah, I think I honestly, I know he's annoying as shit, but I think he's really endearing. <laughs> I, th- I don't. I, like his just like malpropisms, uh, are just adorable, and he's just, I don't know. I like him. I don't know what it is about him, but I like him. Uh. He makes a border wall joke. Uh, it's like to keep people in, so I can have friends. Yeah. Good, good for you oh, show, yeah. I guess. That was a joke that the show made. It's weird that it was a joke, though. Yeah. He also makes a suicide joke at one point. Yeah. <laughs> is this is an unfortunate character. Is what I'm realizing. Yeah, his life is very sad. He did live under the bleachers at school for a point. He was homeless? Yeah. Uh, I, I believe there's an episode where they had to teach him how to read. Yeah. That's sad. Mm. Let's move on. That's sad. <laughs> He's a depressing character. They give him terrible jokes at the end. Uh, who else is there? There is uh, Lola. Uh, who I like a lot. Is she's, that the blonde girl? Yeah, she's the blonde girl. Oh, who liked the the breakfast can? The breakfast sauce, and she has yeah. been eating Sephora body spray. So she spent <laughs> all of her money on it. It was fascinating. Yeah. Um, she really likes drama. Um, so I love she... the drama. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good impression. Is it? I don't know. I can't do Nick Kroll's. It's great. It's it, it's basically a lumpy space princess. I love kind her. of yeah. I she reminds me of the blonde girl. The she reminds me of the blonde girl from Bob's Burgers also. The kid that, like, yeah. is kind of Tina's nemesis, but not quite. I don't fucking remember her name. Yeah, but she kind of reminds me of her. I can see her in my mind's eye. She has, like, a side yeah, yeah. ponytail, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that girl. Yeah. That, mm. uh, Missy has a whole thing with um, this kid Lars, the wheelchair kid aforementioned, who... Lars gets her! They should be an item. They he's should. an kid. Yeah, he's not an asshole like Andrew is. Come on, Missy, you gotta... Well, I but guess also, we should be careful not to ship them just because Lars is being a nice no, guy. That's like, you know. true. That's true. They, they didn't make it clear that they were like an item. He was just like being observant in terms of things she likes, and he knew that she couldn't have sugar and stuff like that. So, definitely, like, good foundation for... A positive friendship. Yeah. What does it mean, love? I don't know. It means a lot of There things. are many forms. They can have friend love. They can have friend love. Yeah. Uh, then there's Duke Ellington, who I didn't like any of his plot at all. With Which one's he? He's the ghost. Oh, I did not understand him. They're ghosts, too? They're hormone yeah, monsters? Yeah, it's really fucking weird. So, basically, Duke Ellington is haunting Nick's house, and he's just a ghost in the attic. And sometimes he dispenses advice to Nick. Okay. Uh, I think he summons the voice of Fred, uh, the ghost of Freddie Mercury at some point. Yeah. Like, sing a duet. Yeah, they sing about being gay, like how it's okay to be gay in the first season. Uh, he wasn't really in season two, thankfully. Mm. 
Uh, I think the the one piece of this thing is that, like he mentions, that he's in love with the ghost of Whitney Houston, and I think la- they like cut the cut later to a scene of, of the ghosts having dinner with other ghosts, and the ghost of Whitney Houston is like, "What is he doing here?" There's not like well, yeah, so- Whitney voice. It's like that. That was a fine joke, I guess. Like the one good part of the Duke Ellington storyline. It's the drama, TM. We gotta feel it. That yeah. drama. So, there were like a, a couple of jokes throughout that tickled my fancy, that didn't tickle my fancy. I really like Reese's Burther Spoons. <laughs> it's a good pun. It's like, it just, yeah, it's a good, it's a good gag. I really like Reese's; they're my favorite candy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was about that. Um, what else? If everyone ate a little bit more pussy, the world would be a better place. I agree. I think that's a good that's a good outlook on life. It's true. Um mm-hmm. there's the whole thing with the the incestuous Siamese twins. Yeah, no, thumbs con- down. And then one of them rather. died maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did die. Table. Yeah. And it was the one who wanted the surgery to begin with, and it was very, very sad. Oh, no. Very, okay. A, a singular tear rolled down my cheek. When that happened, <laughs> it didn't. That just happened <laughs> out of place. Uh, there's Michael Shannon Valentine's Day cards. I, I missed that joke. What, what I missed that, that too. joke of that? Uh, basically, Michael Shannon looks weird and has a lot of veins on his forehead and breathes a lot. Wow! What a sad thing to be remembered for. Uh, poor Michael Shannon. Maybe there's a card of like him from like Man of Steel. It's like I'll break your neck in bed or something. Who who was he in Man of Steel? Zod. He was uh, Zod, the 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 guy Superman fights at the end. That's unfortunate. Why was he Zod? Because he's a menacing villain character. Like Um, Michael Shannon is good at playing villains. He is, but like more like creepy villains not like Zod Zod kind of gets portrayed as creepy in that movie so I think it works I guess so I think my favorite joke that I don't quite understand it was just like a you have to pause the screen to see it um it's when we're outside of the Walgreens at any point and the sign says we make CVS look like Rite Aid I don't understand what they mean by that I don't know what that means either so what what is the tier between Rite Aid, CVS, and Walgreens. I, feel uh, like- I, think, I think it goes that CVS is highest quality, Walgreens is middle quality, Rite Aid is lower local quality. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's how I've experienced pharmacies in yeah, my Yeah, definitely that's how I feel. How do you feel about the, the pharmacy hierarchy, Michelle? I have no idea about the pharmacy hierarchy. I didn't know CVS has existed until wow. I moved from the west to the east, honestly. I'd never seen one before. Interesting. Wow, so it could be a regional thing too. Like I, I don't think I've seen a Walgreens in Atlanta. They might be here, but I've sure seen CVSs. There's a lot of what uh, um, piggly wigglies. Yeah, that's, that's, but I think those are grocery pharmacy. stores. Those aren't. I, I don't know what is a pharmacy and what is a grocery store. They both do things. A, a grocery store yeah, sells vegetables. Many, a pharmacy. There are many stuff. pharmacies in a lot of grocery stores. Yeah, so I can, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, grocery stores just have more food, I guess. Where, where does Dwayne Reed's fit in the? What is Dwayne Reed's? That, that was I don't know. Uh, I, that might be a tri-state thing, but like in New York City, they're all over the place. Those pharmacies. Wow. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of other pharmacy chains. Uh, no, I, I think those are the big three, though. CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Walmart. They have a pharmacy, I'm sure. Yeah. Who goes to a pharmacy that isn't those three, really? I don't know. Anyway. Any other thoughts about this big mouth heap of stuff? Any fun jokes or things that you felt were terrible and or good? Um, well, here's a discussion. It begins with uh, with uh, Nick. I think it's Nick's Hormone Monsters interview, right? And they talk yeah. about how they met. It's because Nick found saw Diane Lane in a movie, and that seemed to have awakened him. And that kind of is relatable in a way because, like, Do you I like think Diane that- Lane. Well, no, but I like Brittany Murphy, and she was <laughs> she was my first. Oh, uh, um, like, so I I think that most kids have that, like the first actress or actor that like wakes something up in you. So I I kind of like that. Even like I don't know. Um, let's see. Is there anything that was actually notable? For- oh, okay. There's actually one one thing where um Jesse and and uh, I don't, don't want to say the. Uh, yeah, Matthew, there you <laughs> Thank you. But um, J- Jesse and Matthew are talking, and the lady monster is like, why do all the good guys got to be oi gay? And uh, the, the, the uh, Maurice is like, hey, you got to respect a man's right to be gay. And the lady's like, yeah, wait, what? So because I guess Maurice, the idea is that he's not usually that kind of progressive talking. So I, I guess I kind of like that. That it's changed. It stood out in the mass of se- bad set jokes in this yeah. movie, in this episode. And... Uh, yeah, I, I think that's. Pre- I, I think I've covered pretty much everything that stood out to me in terms of being good. Anything else stand out to you, Michelle? Uh, no, <laughs> only because I didn't know any of the characters going in, and we yeah. kept changing to different people so many times, and it kind of got a little soupy in that respect towards the end, but. I, I I think the main character's maybe an okay person. I'm a little sad to know that his name Jay, the bisexual yeah, boy. Yeah. I'm a little sad to know he's like not as great outside of the special as he was in it. But you know, it was it's still better than I th- expected. So at least I can die knowing that. Yeah, you can die having watched a singular episode of Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, there's a, a joke where apparently women like Billy Crystal. So, like, another Harry Met Sally reference because he was in oh. that movie. So, oh. uh, yeah, I, I, is, is Billy Crystal sexy, I guess? I wouldn't call him sexy. So, I liked it in when Harry Met Sally when he had the beard. But when he was clean shaven, it was just like, he looks like a baby. I didn't like that. Also, like, I, I only associate his voice with Mike Wazowski, and it's kind of hard to, like, you know, think of that as, like, a sets icon. You you can try hard if you think hard enough, but I'm it's, sure it, it's an uphill battle. There's Monsters, Inc. sex fan art somewhere. Oh, boy. There's, yeah. There has there's there's that one monster that has, like, all the snakes on her head. Uh, like, stop! No! Stop right there! She's, stop. she's fine! She's a nice lady. Yeah, but I'm just saying, the snakes... Eh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that was a Big Mouth quality joke right there. You should be laughing your asses off. Wow, you should go right for Big Mouth, Alex. Yeah, your dream, Alex. Your favorite place. <laughs> you could never go. If you could work for one show, it would be Big Mouth. 
Yep. I think. Head writer. Alex Bonilla. If, if I write all the bad sexual jokes on purpose, then it would be like other people saying they're great. Yeah. I, I'm sorry if I'm a bit of a of damp it's blanket fine. here. But no, like, it's it's just, a good uh, balance, I think. <laughs> so like, I thought it would be interesting to get like different perspectives in terms of like familiarity with the show. I don't know how well that experiment worked since, you know, of course, I watched all of it. Alex has watched a little bit and Michelle hasn't watched any. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, Sam, because I, I did actually read a couple of, review, of reviews and one of them said that this is an okay introduction to this show. How do you feel about that? Because, like, you, you've watched all of this show, but do you, like, for example, people like Michelle, like, do you think if they watch just this episode, is this an accurate representation of what the rest of the show is like? I feel like it's a good representation of what season two is, not season one, though. Okay. Because season one is way more raunchier, and there's, like, literal, like, penises just hopping down uh, the basketball court at one point. Well, in this episode, they use uh, the kid is holding penises in that Ninja Warrior flashback, so oh. I, don't, I don't even think that's... I don't that's remember. The, the Maurice, it gives a penis to um, Connie oh, at yeah. the party with genital warts. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think they've toned down on just showing Oh, uh, the, 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 it's, it's better than... Yeah. Oh, I, I guess, yeah, because, like, the first episode has, like, us actually seeing Nick's penis, which is, like, you know, a That's big fun. shock value thing. So, I, I guess it's not that. as bad seeing a penis on a character versus just, like, somebody holding a penis. Just, like, a furry little dick with words. I, I, think, I, uh, I don't want to think about it i think also maurice in in the music one of the musical numbers is shooting furry penises as arrows on on cupid's bow so yeah that's how yeah, that works so, right so somebody got hit with a furry penis off screen I, that must have been fun i wonder if there's any dildos that have fur on them i feel like that wouldn't be very fun that would just get everywhere well it works for some people mm. Yeah, when I told Michelle about the title of this episode, she thought it meant, like, furries. Yeah, I did. I was like, how are they gonna... How are they gonna <laughs> do? That, yeah. that doesn't seem off-limits for this show. Like, Yeah, they're, 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 that was my extra thought. <laughs> well, fam, would you watch Big Mouth again based off of this episode? Did you... Any final impressions? Anything like that? If every episode was of this quality, then I wouldn't be as um, dismissive of people who enjoy this show. <laughs> but I've seen other episodes that are even worse than this, so I, I can't say that. So, no, I, w I would not continue watching Big Mouth just based on this episode. But I will say this is probably one of the better episodes of Big Mouth that I've watched, so... Congrat and that if you dig deep enough, there are important messages that should be transmitted to the people who are watching. It's just a matter of if people get those messages out of the pile of crud jokes that they've piled on top of those uh, interesting insights. Michelle, what about you? Uh, I feel like there are a lot of really good shows, even really good shows on Netflix right now that are way more on my to-do list than <laughs> catching up on Big Mouth. So if I was, like, really desperate 10 years from now and I just had to kill time, maybe I'd pick it back up. But I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. 
I've heard good things about that Sets Education show. Has anybody? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's really I watched good. the I watched first it. two episodes. I yeah, it's it's a good time. I watched it with good characters with my sister of all people, and it was really you good. You guys should watch Russian Doll too. I did. I, don't I watched all of it. It's really good. And watch season three of One Day at a Time. It's I watched all of it too. <laughs> There's so much good shit on Netflix right now. Like, there's no way I would go to this. And even good I... good Netflix animation because we are an animated podcast. But like, there, there's good Netflix animation out there that you don't need to waste your time with this. Wow, this is very true. I know that I will be watching Big Mouth season three. My condolences. Because I'm already, I'm already, I've already watched all of it. Why not? Honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was okay. Would I watch it for a third time? Not really. But that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Is this the new Valentine's Day special we were clamoring for? Not really. Are there any other good Valentine's Day specials? Eh. SpongeBob. SpongeBob SpongeBob Valentine's Day episode is the pinnacle of of Valentine's Day animation. There was a Peanuts one. There's a Rugrats one. Valentine's Day is a really... Not like invisible holiday, but it doesn't get as much credit as I think it deserves. Uh, any Valentine's Day special is just like uh, Valentine's Day. I'm single. How, how do I impress my significant other? Yeah, and at least with animation, in terms of like maybe not Big Mouth specifically, but in terms of animation, Valentine's Day specials, it's it's more about like just the general platonic love that you can share with other people which i dig very much was big mouth about platonic love i don't really know maybe there there was the, the one storyline like between uh, uh between the, the, the why are these names so difficult to remember uh, Je- Je- uh jesse and matthew that yeah. is plato- like the representation of a good platonic relationship so yeah. it's like th- th- there's one representation of that here yeah Love, man. It's just, it's a thing. I guess Missy and the wheelchair kid, too. <sighs> Alright. So, <laughs> I think that's about it. Any, do you want to speak now or forever hold your peace, y'all? Um, go, go find uh, Sam's articles on Big Mouth because have- they're, yeah! she, has, she has written several articles on them that I think do explain the good, that, that there are good pieces to be picked up from from the show so uh, i think she's done a good job of highlighting those there so is a singular we'll article and then oh, I, there... I wrote a blurb for the top 50 uh right right episodes of 2018 i didn't write an article for season two because i wasn't strong enough right but but uh your plan your i think it was the planned parenthood episode that you highlighted no. from season two or was it a different one it was dark side of the boob mm. <laughs> Uh, we have fun. Anyway, yeah. so... But yeah, so th- th- there is other Big Mouth content out there on OverlyAnimated.com that you can go look at. There is, and there also isn't. There's a lot of other things. And you can find out all the info of this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Or, and or, you can join us on Discord, the text chat, about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. And you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially the patron of the podcast, uh, Andy, a.k.a. Buzz Lightyear. Yay! Where are the... Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm reading. 
<laughs> and thanks always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? There's a lot of stuff happening lately. Uh, I know that they just did like a Genlock podcast and... Yeah, Genlock's a good show you could be watching. Promise Neverland is a yes. good show you could be watching. Uh, you could go back and watch Shira. We're doing podcasts on that and, and preparation for the Netflix premiere of the second season co- coming soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Bo- Bojack. <laughs> um, yeah, just, let's just list all the Netflix shows. That yeah, all, got all the other Netflix shows that you could be watching other than Big Mouth. I'm pretty sure the only people who will listen to this are people who watch Big Mouth and they probably won't be happy, but it's fine. You know, different strokes for different folks, right? Ha! Strokes! Ha! Ha! Ah, get it? It's, it's <laughs> what you do when you masturbate. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we, we should keep this going for five more minutes. So we can I'm get to minute 69. Well, we need to get to minute 69, though. Oh my so- god. I don't think we're going to get to minute 69. <laughs> Darn. Because I have to make edits, too. So Yeah. So just be done now. Yeah, be done, so... Okay, I think that's about it. Perhaps there will be other Valentine's Day content from people who may or may not be on this podcast right now. Me. Hmm. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.